0: Hey everybody and happy Easter. Uh, I am essentially live technically right now because I forgot to bring home my church computer which has my audio editing software so I can pretty much just post this directly. Uh, I guess I could re-record it several times but I'm not going to do that so I'm just going to talk and uh, go from there. Uh, I miss you guys tonight. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Easter. Uh, We will be back to normal mostly next week in terms of schedule at least. Uh, and that'll be a, a, a there'll be food next week, so that'll be cool for everybody, I'm sure. So I hope to, hope you guys are all able to be there. And there'll be more about that later. Um, but today is Easter, as you know, not just for me saying it, but probably because you have a calendar. And so I just wanted to take a couple minutes to uh, talk a little bit about that here in a second. Um, I guess today is also a big sports day if you guys are big into the Masters. uh, I'm not a super golf guy. I know Tiger pulled out and that John Rahm looks like he's going to win it. And so that's cool, I guess, for anybody that cares. I hope you do. If you don't, that's fine too. Uh, I also know that the NBA is going on and it seems like people are actually playing today, which is weird for the NBA, although I'm sure that's not true in every game. Uh, Playoffs start soon. Uh, it's a pretty tough call in terms of who's going to win. The Bucks look really good. Uh, the Celtics have a shot. I guess you can never really count out the Warriors, and I think the Suns are pretty good. So I think it's probably one of those four teams. Uh, but you know, there are other people that could be in there. It's hard to tell. And I don't super care about the NBA other than I'm a Bulls fan, but. NBA is kind of boring during the regular season at least, and the Bulls have no shot, so there's that. But uh, I will talk a little bit. I have a scripture to read just real quick, and it's not one that's normally read, but it's at the very end of John chapter 20, which is the end of the book of John, and it's verse 30. And it says, the disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. So this is John writing it. John is one of the closest people to Jesus. Uh, He's the only disciple that made it to old age. Basically, he lived an entire life. He was exiled. He wrote Revelation. He wrote First John through Third John, he wrote John, uh, and so he did a lot. He took care of Jesus' mom. He was basically uh, her de facto son, and so uh, most people will say it's pretty clear that Peter, James, and John were kind of like the three leaders of the disciples after after Jesus, uh, and so they were in many ways the closest, although Jesus was close to all of them, obviously, uh, but with John, and because he lived so long and because he saw so much, there's a lot to to be gained from his writings. And he writes this after the Gospel of John, in which he goes through uh, all of the signs that, that Jesus did. Everything that shows who Jesus is and, and what he was doing and why he was doing it. And so, uh, because he was so close to Jesus, a lot of people will... Uh, Use the book of John for movies and TV shows that that come out of that. Uh, The Passion of the Christ was based on the book of John. And obviously the Gospels are all essentially the same story, but just sometimes uh, a little bit different in, in context. But that scripture at the end, it's just kind of a wrap-up, but it's also something to us. uh, Because the purpose of the book, the purpose of the disciples' lives was to help people to see evidence of Jesus and to uh, live for him. And that's also the purpose of our lives. Uh, It's not to win arguments, and it's not to judge others, and it's not to uh, live by a checklist, and, and it's not to make money, and it's not to uh, have a comfortable life. Uh, at certain points, all of those things will happen, but except for the checklist. But what it is, is for us to be examples of him. Uh, one of the things I've said to the adults a lot in in the last few messages on Sunday mornings is that Christians really get it right around Easter and around Christmas because they have that feeling. Uh, and so you probably see that and you hear that a lot. And then, you know, the next day comes and the world comes back and there's politics and there's news and there's opinion and, and anger and everything. And so it can be rough. And then that can be rough on you guys as teenagers. Uh, and it can be hard to see an example sometimes, especially when you're close to people, uh, And you realize that no one is perfect. And so the best Christians in the world are not perfect. And so if you're around them a lot, uh, then you're going to see the times that they're not perfect very clearly. And so that can be hard to then follow or emulate, which is why we look to Jesus, not to other people. Uh, That's not to say that you can't learn from other Christians and other people because you can, but it is also to say that Christianity is an individual thing. And so this month, the series, which I'm not really talking about tonight, but it's uh, about Fool Me Once, and it's about ways that the world kind of fools you. And I talked about money last week, and there are other things I'm going to talk about throughout the series, and it's a little bit different just because of the schedule and because of Easter, but basically the world would tell you that it's not possible to live like Jesus um, because he was perfect. And that's not what he's saying. He's not saying be perfect. He's saying do your very best and try to be like him. Uh, Treat others like you want to be treated. Love God, love others, do all of those things. And then when you do mess up, apologize for it and try to make it right and do what you can to learn from those mistakes, from those choices from those uh, problems, from anything you face, and then go from there, move on from there. And that's what it means to be like Jesus. Of course, you can't be completely perfect like he was, and you're not going to go through life without sinning like he did, but you can do your best to try that and to then, like I said, learn from the times that you do mess up, not to go forward looking like, hey, I'm going to mess up, so I'm just going to do whatever I want here, but to go forward looking and like, hey, if and when I do mess up, when I do... Uh, hurt somebody, or I do something that I shouldn't, or I say something that I shouldn't, uh, I'm going to learn from that, and I'm going to try not to do it again, and I'm going to grow, and I'm going to help people to see that, that Jesus loves me even then, and that he has a purpose for me, and he has a call for me. Uh, I'm going to show evidence of Jesus by showing it in my life, by showing who he helps me to be. Uh, and so that's all something that we can do, and that's all something that you can do regardless of age. A little bit before this, you have uh, the story of Thomas, and he gets kind of a bad rap because he doubted, but I think most people would have doubts in those moments, and all of the disciples had doubts probably in the days and the hours after Jesus died, uh, even hoping that he would come back, hoping all of that. Like, once they saw him die, there had to be doubts. And so, some of them ran, all of them ran, but some, except for John, but some of them... Uh, ran far. Some of them may have considered quitting. We don't really know, but but it, the odds are they did. And so Thomas gets kind of this bad rap because he publicly doubted. Um, he wasn't doing that in a disrespectful way, and he wasn't saying it's impossible for you to be Jesus. He was just kind of saying, hey, I want to see proof. And, and Jesus calls him out, but not in an angry way. He says, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Uh, he's not saying you're not blessed. He's not saying, Thomas, you needed proof. And so you're not like anybody else. And, and instead, he's saying, Thomas, come on, man, uh, you can do this. And he's giving him what he needs, because individually, he gives us all what we need. And so it's really cool to realize um, that it's an individual thing, that, that he died for each of us individually. He, he lives for each of us individually, and he gives us a chance to live for him individually, which is why it matters how we are and who we are and how we try to be like him, because other people will see that. And it's not, hey, what people think matter, but it is the way we live can plant seeds, and it can show people, again, that we learn from our imperfections and we learn from our mistakes. And so that's just something I wanted to say and something that kind of goes along with the series. Uh, I hope that everyone has a wonderful week and that when you're back in school, everything goes well. I know that things are kind of wrapping up. So if you're getting ready to graduate, uh, I hope that you know uh, that even as it's wrapping up, there's something in store for you, regardless of whether it's college or work or whatever. But there's something in store for you, and he has a plan. And if you're not getting ready to graduate, obviously he has a plan for you, too. And so I love all of you. Uh, I hope today is a wonderful day and that you were able to spend it with people that you love or uh, you were able to find peace or just that you felt loved in some way. And that is all I've got.